Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. This is the third Sunday of Lent, and we're looking at John 4, 5 through 42. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sakar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water and said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that a Jew asked a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, And who it is that you're saying to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well and his sons and his flocks drank from it. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me a drink of this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. 
God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jug and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life. So that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you do not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of our Lord. And the gospel today is pretty profound, huh? Jesus breaks rules to converse with this woman. By the time that Jesus meets with this woman at the well, the hostility between Jewish people and Samaritans is ripe. The two groups disagree about everything that really matters, how to worship God, how to honor, how to interpret scripture, how and where to worship. They practice their faith in separate temples, reading different versions of the Torah, and they avoid social contact with each other at all costs. And truth be told, they hated each other. And furthermore, the Samaritan is a woman. And it is inappropriate for Jesus, a Jewish man, to converse alone 
with a Samaritan woman. She is the other, the heretic, the stranger. She represents all of the boundaries in the religious culture of the day. <laughs> it's interesting. It sounds like people groups and tribals, you know, just alignment with things even today. And this even sounds like so many situations that we find present today in our religious constructs. So Jesus' dialogue with this woman at the well is his longest recorded conversation in the New Testament. He talks with the Samaritan woman longer than any recorded time with his 12 disciples. Nowhere does Jesus call her a sinner, sexual or otherwise. Nor does he tell her like he has some others to go and sin no more. See, this is a story about humanity, not morality. It is a story about Jesus revealing himself as the Messiah to a fellow human being in whom he sees genuine spiritual hunger and openness. You know, for far too long, our Christian circles have misinterpreted Scripture and weaponized Scripture to keep certain people in power, certain people outside of the opportunity, and even marginalized women's callings. And so much of our time has been spent protecting who's in and who's out, who's allowed and who's not. Contorting scripture around what we want to believe. At Luminous, I think you find the undercurrent here to be a place that empowers women and gives women voice and supports their calling. Women, like people of color, others who have been told no for so long or have been marginalized or oppressed for so long, begin to believe that they are lesser or believe that maybe their calling isn't as important. And that's complete ridiculousness. God has called us equally to be his hands and feet, his voice, salt and light, regardless of gender, regardless of nationality, regardless of tax bracket or race. And thanks be to God because that's good news. And that's good news for the body. That's good news for everyone. Back to the story, Jesus is vulnerable in this story. As John describes the scene, Jesus is sitting by a well in the desert heat. At high noon, he's tired from his long journey. And he's well by himself where his disciples have gone to do other things. Along comes this woman with a water jar. 
And the first thing Jesus asks of her is a drink. This story is one of irony. Jesus is thirsty at a well. It's the outcast whom no one else wants to interact with who provides the water that he needs. Jesus disarms the woman by humbling himself, by naming his own thirst. Jesus sees her without shame. He's no friend of shame, nor does he use it as a weapon. The conversation between Jesus and the woman pivots when he tells her what he knows about her life. You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five. And the one that you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. This isn't shaming, but naming a profession and a way of seeing. There are a number of reasons why the Samaritan woman might have had the past that she has. Perhaps she was married off as a teen bride. Maybe her various husbands abandoned her for some reason. Maybe she's a victim of abuse. Whatever the case, we know for sure that in the first century, women did not have the legal power to end their own marriage. Only men had the authority to file for divorce then. During this Lenten season, Jesus invites us to see ourselves and others through the eyes of love and compassion rather than judgment and contempt. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Like Jesus, we can become soft landing places for people who are alone and carrying heavy stories. For the way of Jesus offers tender and unconditional seeing. Jesus honors this woman's humanity. When Jesus tells a Samaritan woman who she is, she leaves her water jar and at the well and runs back to her city saying, come and see the man who told me everything that I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. There's so much to love about this moment. Once the source of pain and secrecy, this woman becomes the evidence to proclaim Jesus' identity. She shares her experience of Jesus even though her faith is still young and shaping and still in process. Even her curiosity becomes a tool that creates curiosity in others. Jesus honors, blesses, and validates the woman's humanity. John writes that Jesus stays with the woman's city for two days so that everyone who hears her testimony can meet with him directly. 
and see that the woman becomes a reliable witness. She, like John the Baptist, like the apostles, like Mary Magdalene, like Paul, prepares the way of the Lord. And Jesus encourages her to do so. Many Samaritans from that city, the gospel writer tells us, believed in him because of the woman's testimony. See, Jesus never has a problem with the nuances of faith. We are the ones that do that. Our path is not to the grave, but through it. The one who asks for water, the one who weeps, as we will see in the next few weeks with the story of Lazarus, he's also the one who resurrects. Regardless of our life, what we've done, what's been done to us, Jesus continues to remind us that there is a way forward. That's good news. Thanks be to God. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.